Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing natural capital. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined today by Otto Reventlow, CEO, and Asger Strange Olitsen, Director for ESG Climate and Biodiversity for IWC, uh, International Woodland Company, which is a leading global natural capital manager based in Copenhagen. And I should mention that BNP Paribas Asset Management recently bought a majority stake in the company. Welcome, Otto and Asger, and thanks for joining me. Thanks. Great Thank to be here. Great to be here. We're going to be talking about natural capital, and, and it's going to bring us to alternative investments ultimately. Uh, and I think that's that's always very uh, worthwhile conversation because we look at what's been going on in publicly traded markets. We are used to, of course, high volatility for equities, but now we have high volatility uh, for fixed income. And, and I think that makes a lot of people uh, looking for other sources of income without all that volatility. And in general, of course, alternative investments are very important. And then if we we can add a sustainability angle to that even better. And I'm feeling that's what uh, we're going to find when we talk a bit more about what you guys do. Uh, you would think that Timber and Woodland would perhaps tick both of those boxes. Now, IWC has 30 years of experience doing all of this, so I imagine you guys are the right people to be talking to. But let's step back a bit and start with that phrase, natural capital. I think we maybe have some intuitive sense of, of what that might mean, but it might be a bit better, perhaps, uh, if you, Otto, could give us a more precise definition and then also talk about its importance for the asset management industry. Yes, natural capital. What is that? We have blue natural capital and green natural capital. Blue is what lives in the sea and green is what lives on land. So we are focusing on green natural capital and what is plant-based, what lives from the sun and water, and what produces, you could say, bioenergy in different kinds. We have been focusing on timberland investment for the past 30 years. This is the main green natural capital asset that you can invest in for the time being. What you do as a forester is that you make some choices during the lifetime of a tree, in essence, every time you cut a tree, you plant a new one. You nurse the tree for three to four years, then you are getting close to have a canopy, and then you can leave the trees to grow for themselves for the next 10 years. Now, then you get to the phase where you can actually cut and do thinnings and sell a product. Now, these trees are small. The trees you take out, you sell them to the pulp industry for paper and packaging and um, when you thin, you leave the best trees behind so they can grow to become the tree you will want to cut for construction purposes. So this tree, you leave that behind for the next 10 years. Then you have a beautiful big tree that you will sell to the local industry. They will cut it up and put it into construction, into buildings. And the beauty about wood is that it is uh, climate friendly. Uh, so you store carbon in wood and you store carbon in the buildings, very opposite to using steel and concrete. Wood is the lightest material compared to strength, compared to steel and uh, to concrete. So there are a lot of advantages in using wood going forward. 
especially in construction. And uh, so your business is relying on the economy and relying on activity within the building sector, but of course also on a lot of other stuff. So during the COVID crisis, packaging became big because everyone was buying stuff through Amazon. So we were quite happy about that. Some important features uh, that Timberland Investment provides to an investor is a negative correlation with public markets and positive correlation with inflation. And it also provides stable yields. And that is something our clients have seen in the past two years where we have had this sudden inflation and their investments into Timberland has actually been well protected. We have seen good returns in the past few years while other markets have been a bit hit. So you mentioned how the returns have have been versus uh, publicly traded assets uh, at the same time, though, if we think about the amount of money that's invested, say, in equities and bonds, uh, of course, what's invested in natural capital certainly is less, but growing, uh, I have no doubt. So you can talk a bit about how the asset class uh, has been evolving. When you look at how much money has been invested into natural capital and especially timberland, it really started up back in the 80s and has developed since then. Today, it's around 100 billion US dollar of institutional capital invested into Timberland. We see that that will grow in the coming years, but it is a limited asset class. So it will never become comparable to public markets or other asset classes that are publicly traded and easy to access. So it is different, but we will see natural capital as a way to invest money going forward, that this will increase. We have expectations that timberland areas will increase due to new plantings, especially in New Zealand, uh, Australia, and in Latin America. But we also see other ways of investing into natural capital coming on stream. It can be agriculture. We have been in agriculture for the last six years, and we see that as a very interesting new way to invest into natural capital. And we have also ecosystem services that will become an increasing way to invest into the asset class. If I can turn to you, Asger, for the next question, of course, whenever we talk about investing here, we'd like to highlight the risks as well as the opportunities, as I, as I think we should. If you could talk a bit about some of the risks and opportunities for natural capital investing, and in particular, highlight some of the sustainability features of the asset class. I'd like to address that just top down by addressing two common perceptions that we have around forests. Uh, one being that the general public and people we talk to see the forest as just rows and rows of trees. But forests are much more than that. We have what happens in the forest and what's, what sustainability within a forest, but also forest is always part of a landscape. And that matters a lot when we talk about uh, biodiversity, for example. So if you talk about the in-forest part and what the sustainability features, then forests are living ecosystems. So depending on how you manage it and how intensively you may want to manage the forest, then you can incorporate and make shelter and access to food for 
different species, different animals, and a, one more or less longer or shorter list of possible species and animals that can survive and live in that forest. But some of those animals are also wandering, they're migrating, they need a larger landscape, in particular a lot of mammals. So they look beyond property borders. They look into the surrounding landscape, maybe for food, maybe for shelter. Uh, so connecting your forest with the landscape around you is also very important. So when we do sustainable forest management, we often look towards what we call mosaic landscapes. So looking at this productive compartment, this plot of land where we produce timber, as part of the overall landscape with set-aside areas that might provide habitat bordering this particular forest. And we look to uh, what are the species, the uh, native species, uh, both in terms of plants and animals that live in the landscape and how to give them access to what they need while maintaining production. So sustainability of forests is always thinking about the context and thinking about all the other aspects of the forest and the timber and make sure that these integrate and meet uh, at a nice place. Now, what does that then mean for, let's say, from an investor's point of view? One thing is that one of the characteristics of forest assets is that that's hands-on. You manage biodiversity, you manage carbon sequestration right there in the forest. So when you invest in forests, then you get that in your books. You get the ability to get carbon removals from the growing of the trees or uh, positive good habitat quality hosting biodiversity right into your climate target or into any nature target you might have. Because now you own a plot of land, you own a forest and you own all the, uh, the features, all the, the life that's basically within that forest. So it gives you access to biodiversity and gives you the ability to invest in improving biodiversity alongside providing timber as a renewable resource and income from that. Very good. If I can summarize then some of the points that, that you shared with us, you highlighted that as an asset class, because ultimately that's what we're focused on here. The appeal of natural capital, or in this case, timber, is that it has a negative correlation with other publicly traded assets. So that's certainly a good thing from a portfolio perspective. Uh, and of course, of particular interest these days, it acts as an inflation hedge. And then we add the sustainability angle. I think we all appreciate to, uh, the degree to which trees are a sustainable asset class, but you also pointed out that trees store carbon. So it also helps in achieving goals towards having a, a healthier climate. As far as the size of the asset class, it's about $100 billion or so invested now, uh, growing, but uh, you know, I guess obviously limited ultimately in how big it can grow. Uh, but there are many other aspects to natural capital where you do see potential, such as agriculture and ecosystem services. Well, Otto Asker, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. Viewpoint brings commentary and analysis in a variety of formats from investment outlooks to asset allocation videos and podcasts to help investors make better informed decisions. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris. Otto Revenlow and Asker Strangel-Olison. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. 
This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.